this is your host Victoria and in today's episode we are finishing off our mini-series on the big five and we are talking about the fifth dimension in this personality trait model which is called openness to experience. Can't wait to dig into this with you all today. As usual, I would love to know where you're at, what you're up to. Take a photo of your surroundings. Maybe you're out for a walk, maybe you're commuting, maybe you're cooking. Send me a photo. Let me know what it is that you're doing. So many of you have been sending me photos lately. I love seeing where you are. It makes me really feel like I'm right there beside you. It makes me feel like we're on this adventure together. Can't wait to hear from you and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? everybody today we are finishing off this mini series on the big five i've gotten a lot of great feedback on this series so i really hope that it's been interesting for you i hope that you've learned a lot about yourself about those around you you might have already started to implement some of the tools i've spoken about in terms of extending facets of personality so i really hope that you have enjoyed this the big five is something that i've found incredibly incredibly helpful for myself for my clients for understanding those around me it's had a really profound impact on my life and I hope that it's already started to have an impact on yours. So we're going to go through the fifth facet of personality. We've already gone through conscientiousness last week. That'll be in the show notes below. We've gone through agreeableness. We've gone through neuroticism. We've gone through extroversion and we are closing off with the fifth facet of personality which is openness to experience. Now openness to experience is essentially the creativity dimension. As a name, it sounds a little bit like whether we're open-minded or not, and there can be an element of this, but it's a little bit more complex than that. So openness to experience was actually the last trait that was added to this model. And so there isn't quite as much data and studies on this specific trait. It's still one of the ones that I think is the hardest to really express and understand, but I'll do my best to explain what it is that I've learned and hopefully it'll be really helpful for you as well. So when it comes to openness to experience, as I said, it's not a yes or no, it's not binary, it is on a scale. So we might find ourselves high, we might find ourselves low, most of us somewhat in the middle, but maybe more towards the higher side of the middle or towards the lower side of the middle. And that in itself can be incredibly useful, incredibly helpful in terms of understanding ourselves and understanding those around us. So I'm gonna try to describe a little bit what openness to experience looks like. If we find ourselves high in openness to experience, then we believe in the importance of art. We might find ourselves very moved by music, art, or poetry. And when I say moved, it's really we have a physical reaction. So those who find themselves tearing up when they listen to certain music or find themselves having shivers down their back when they read poetry or look at art, for example. So we might have a very very physical reaction to these artistic forms. We often get lost in thought and find ourselves daydreaming. We might see beauty in things around us that others might not. 
So others might simply see a sidewalk and a street, and for us we might see a beautiful pattern in the cracks of the sidewalk, for example, so finding beauty around us. And we are probably the kind of person who loves variety, and we love change. And last element, we might find ourselves the kind of person who gets lost in fantasy. Those who are higher in openness to experience are more likely to have tattoos and piercings and are more experimental with new foods. So that's a bit of a description on being high in openness to experience. If we are low in openness to experience, we are more practical and down to earth. We like routine, so we might find ourselves, for example, having the same breakfast every day or having the same lunch every day. We might find ourselves going to the same cafe every day or taking the same route to work as compared to always wanting to change and try new things. We might struggle with abstract art or modern dance. So things that are a little bit more abstract when it comes to the arts, we might not understand it. We might not get it. We might struggle with it. We might be the kind of person who avoids philosophical discussions. So we prefer to talk about things that are really tangible and concrete rather than things that are more up in the air. We appreciate the simple things in life. And we have a tendency to having a more classical, quote-unquote, or conventional job or career path. So that's a little bit about what openness to experience looks like. There are six facets of openness to experience. So the first one is imagination. So if we have a very strong imagination, someone might simply be telling you about their neighbor's cat and in your mind you are already envisioning something, you're already imagining it. There's a visual element but it might even go beyond that and all of a sudden your thoughts run away with you and you're starting to create stories in your mind for example. The second facet is artistic interest. So as I mentioned before, being physically moved by music, art, poetry, believing in the importance of art, for example, that's in the element of artistic interest. You might also be the kind of person who feels like you need an artistic expression. You might be the kind of person who does have an artistic expression. You find yourself maybe painting or writing or sculpting or whatever that might be. The third one is emotionality. So those who are high in openness to experience will be more emotionally aware. So very aware of their emotions, very attuned to their emotions, and they might feel their emotions very deeply. The fourth one is adventurousness. So once again, if we're high in openness to experience, we would be higher in adventurousness, which means that we like newness, we like change. We like going on adventures. We like seeking different things. If we think about the chaos order balance, I've done an entire podcast episode on the chaos order balance, which I also spoke about in personality trait extroversion because it's slightly related to this as well. But we can imagine adventurousness is that our baseline is a little bit more towards chaos. So we actually like this element of change. We like this element of something's new and something's varied as compared to somebody who's lower in openness to experience, who prefers to know what they're getting themselves into, to knowing what to expect, for example. And the fifth element is around intellect. So this is not correlated to IQ, although it can be, but not necessarily. It's those who score higher in intellect are those who like to toy with intellectual questions and philosophical ideas. And the sixth is liberalism. If we score high in liberalism, we will score higher in openness to experience. And it means we are the kind of person who challenges authority and we have a lower proclivity towards conservatism. 
So interestingly enough, openness to experience is actually correlated with political stance as well. It's not sure exactly how the political stance is done, whether being conservative makes us score lower in being openness to experience, or if being, let's say, lower in openness to experience drives us to be more conservative, but the two seem to be correlated in a certain way. So being higher in openness to experience suggests we would be more liberal and being lower in openness to experience means that we would be more conservative. So that is a little bit about the description about what openness to experience is. It's really this element of creativity, of change, of intellectual and artistic expression. Now, once again, with this personality trait, like with the others, there's always one side which seems to be a little bit more quote unquote appealing or that we might be more drawn to when it comes to openness to experience, especially because of the use of the word openness. Many of us will strive to be more open minded. And therefore, we would see being higher in openness to experience as being better than being low. However, there's positive and negatives to both, as I've expressed in all of the previous episodes as well, and I hopefully will be able to make this clear for this personality trait as well. So when it comes to openness to experience, the positives is that we are more creative, we have an ability to think outside the box, to come up with new ideas, we will probably be more entrepreneurial, so openness to experience is actually quite important for those who seek to pursue entrepreneurial activities. We have more psychological flexibility, so those who are higher in openness to experience have a higher tendency to actually change their mind about things and be able to actually have different points of view based on different facts in front of them, whereas those who are lower tend to be more set or decisive in a certain stance or position, which means there'll be more space for new thoughts and for growth. Now, when it comes to the negatives of being very high in openness to experience, it can lead us to being quite restless and not being able to choose one path. So this makes me think of a family friend that we have, who I think is the person that I know who is the highest in openness to experience. She's incredibly creative. However, she really struggles to find one path. So every time we see her, she has a new career, a new career path. She's completely changed her direction. She has now, for example, I don't know, maybe started reading a book or gone back to university or decided to completely change majors and study something completely different. And this is something that changes very, very often. And because of this, she never pursues one path. She never actually pursues or follows through with anything because this element of openness to experience drives her to be a bit restless with her thoughts and being interested by so many different things that she might find herself wandering off from one to the next. Those who are very high in openness to experience might also lack a bit of practicality, so might be a bit less practical and might be seen as having a bit of their head in the clouds. So there's really both sides to this once again, really clarifying the positives and the negatives on one side, being able to think outside the box, having the psychological flexibility, being creative. At the same time, in the extreme, we might really have our head in the clouds and it might mean that others struggle to relate to us a little bit as well. So how might this information be useful and how can we actually use what we know about our openness to experience? The first one is, of course, knowing ourself, knowing what it is that we might like and knowing what it is that we might need as well. So I was working with a client who is very high in openness to experience, especially within the element of adventurousness, really needing new environments all the time to change her focus. 
She had so many different areas of her life that she was interested in, and she needed to be able to explore these things. And when she came to me, she found herself in a position where she was bored of her life, and she wasn't excited about anything, and we realized that this element of adventurousness is so important to her that it was really something she needed to concretely action and put in place in her life in order to add more, not only adventurous activities into her life, but add more artistic and creative elements into her life, add elements where she was able to really indulge in these intellectual conversations or intellectual thoughts in order to feel fulfilled. Job choice is also quite important when it comes to openness to experience, and this is valid for all of the personality traits that I spoke about previously, but it's something that can really help us to think about if we're on the right path. If we're someone who is very high in openness to experience, then we might struggle with a more conventional job. We might struggle with something that's quite repetitive and routine. We might feel a need for a job that includes a lot of variety, a lot of change. As compared to if we are lower on a scale of openness to experience, then we might find ourselves really satisfied in a job that's a little bit more repetitive because we know exactly what to expect, we know what's expected of us, and we know how to follow through and to do it right. Knowing ourselves in this realm can also help with our likes and dislikes, knowing what we should edge towards and what we should not. In, in an interesting way, it's also helpful to sometimes expand our field of vision by actually dipping our toes into the opposite as well. So personal example, the other week I went with a friend of mine to a modern art gallery and it was probably catered to those who are very high in openness to experience. My friend and I are probably more on the middle scale and therefore we were struggling to really understand certain of the pieces of art that were, for example, a sponge in an empty room. And what's amazing is that some people would look at that kind of art and not only understand it, but actually maybe be able to have a conversation about it, maybe be able to have a physical reaction to it and find it incredibly provoking. However, in our case, that was something that we were struggling with. And these are things that I'd like to do with myself as well in order to encourage myself to see things in a different way. However, it's not something that by nature, my friend and I would naturally either veer to or fully understand simply because of where we would find ourselves in this temperament. A second way in which we can use where we might find ourselves in openness to experience is in our ability to really understand and to know others. So you might have, for example, people in your surroundings that are very high in openness to experience, where you might find yourself thinking they've got their heads in the clouds, they're going in all directions. This is something that can be seen for those who are extremely, for example, artistic, that we might find that those who are less so might actually struggle to understand them. In the same way, somebody who is much lower in openness to experience, others might see them as being boring or shallow or unintellectual. And it's less about that and more about understanding that they might just be different on a scale of openness to experience. And so this is once again how we can use the first point to help with the second point. If we know where we are on a scale of openness to experience, and if we know that we are perhaps extremely high in openness to experience or extremely low in openness to experience, then we can understand that most people will not be in the same place as us because most people find themselves somewhere in the middle. So if we find ourselves in the extreme, we are the outliers. And so we might struggle to understand others in the same way as if we find ourselves somewhere in the middle, but somebody else might be extremely high or extremely low, 
then it's more about understanding that they might be in a different part of the scale and we might not see the world in the same way that they do. Another thing that's interesting about openness to experience is when seeking a partner, we seek partners that are most similar to us in this facet. So in general, in all the facets, and this is not something that I've expressed deliberately, but in all the facets, we generally seek a partner who is somewhat similar to us. However, openness to experience is the element that we are really seeking somebody who is the most similar to us. So that's something to take into consideration because openness to experience guides interest, it guides conversation, it guides what we do with our time off, for example, the things that we discuss, how we view the world. And therefore, it would actually be quite a challenge to be with somebody who is in a very different place when it comes to openness to experience because we might find ourselves wanting to read nonfiction books and talk about history as compared to somebody who might be really interested in fantasy or going to galleries or science fiction or having more philosophical discussions. And so these people might find that they struggle to actually want to do the same things at the same times. And therefore, that's really something that we need to take into consideration. Now, the last way in which we can use this trait is to think about how we might want to create change. So in both ways, if we are lower in openness to experience, we might want to practice trying different things, trying different foods, trying different experiences, encouraging ourselves to perhaps open our mind and see things in a different way. So with that example I previously gave of my friend and I going to a modern art museum, it might not be something that we would generally veer towards. However, going to it regularly is something that we can do in order to expand our field of vision a little bit, expand our mind and say, okay, this might be not something that I'm naturally drawn to, but it's something that I can practice trying to understand and opening my mind to as well. This is also something we might want to consider as we get older because it has been proven that openness to experience actually decreases with age. And therefore, as we get older, we perhaps become less open to new things and trying new things. We become a little bit more set in our ways. And therefore, this might be something that we'd want to do as we get older is to really practice actually consistently putting more time aside in order to try new things, expand our field of vision, explore artistic expression, perhaps give ourselves the time and allow ourselves to get lost in thought, daydreaming, etc. On the other side of the spectrum, if we find ourselves perhaps very high in openness to experience and perhaps almost to the point where it actually gets in our way, where we find ourselves quite restless, we find ourselves interested in so many different things that we can't choose one, We might really want to just practice sticking to one thing for now. Telling ourselves it doesn't have to be forever, but for now, this is what I'm going to do for the next year or two years, for example. I was speaking to a friend who was telling me that he had so many different areas of his life that he felt really interested in and so many different fields, and he felt like he almost didn't know how to just pick one. And he didn't understand how people just picked one route in life. And so it's really this conversation around, well, maybe it's actually just part of your temperament. Maybe it's part of your personality. You have a wider field of interest because you're higher in openness to experience, which is great because you're able to have conversations with more different kinds of people. You're more psychologically flexible. At the same time, that's something that we can actually practice as well as saying, I have all these different areas of interest. However, for the next two years, I'm going to pursue this one. And whenever I find my mind wandering over thinking about something else or wanting to change and pursue something else, I remind myself, 
Okay, I can go back to that later. However, I've decided for the next two years, I'm following through this path in order to see where it brings me. And all in all, once again, when it comes to change, it's a combination of accepting where we are, of using it as our benefit. So if we find ourselves lower in openness to experience, we might see it as a negative, but it actually means that we're quite practical down to earth and that we'll have a higher ability to follow through and to stick to a certain routine. We might also appreciate smaller things in life, which can be beneficial as well. On the flip side, being higher in openness to experience, it might mean that we're a bit more restless, but it means we're able to see things much more creatively. We're able to think out of the box. We're able to find new solutions. And these are all things that we can use to our benefit. It can be a huge skill. So it's about accepting and appreciating and utilizing what we have to our advantage while practicing extending this facet of our personality as well. I hope that that was interesting. I hope that this was clear enough. As I said, openness to experience is the one that I find is a little bit harder to properly explain. So I hope that that came through. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I would love to hear your thoughts. This is the kind of work that I do one-on-one with my clients. We go through every single one of their personality traits. We understand how each of these traits has influenced their life in the past is influencing their life in the present and will influence their life in the future and we are able to truly understand how to make the most out of the traits that they have while extending certain elements of their personality in order to pursue the kind of life that they aspire to. We work on this one-on-one together, we put together a plan, we check up on each other week on week. I provide custom resources in order to support them and I hold their hand through the entire journey. I'm only taking on a few more one-on-one clients for the month of March. I'll put all of the details in the show notes below. You can have a click on the link, you can read through, you can reach out to me and we can have a chat and take it from there. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Would love to hear your feedback. And in the meantime, guys, I will see you next week for a brand new episode.